Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello. <clears throat> I've got a bit of a... Hello, David. And welcome to Stalking Time for the Moon Boys. It's good to be here. It's lovely to be here. We're at Expectation, which regulars will know. is yep. Tim's production company. TV, TV He's offices. very busy at the moment. He's There's very a lot hard going on. to There's get a meeting yeah. with Tim. It's been difficult this week. Well, yeah, but good news. They've got some big commission. Yeah, we've got a it new... It turns out from mm. Amazon, I believe. Mm. Not a well, package. Not a package that's coming. We... we some, you know... It's the sort of commission that gets delivered next door. That doesn't quite work, but you see what I'm getting at. I'm yeah. mixing Amazon TV yeah. with Amazon the parcel delivery. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't get delivered next door. They have commissioned you. Yes. So no, no, so joke. it's yeah. like you. It's sort of. I would say more like mm. a really brilliant package is just mm. arriving yeah, from pretty, Amazon yeah. that's just going to provide money and work for your company yeah. for long. That's what's in the box. Yeah. The weird thing is, it's from Amazon though. So yeah. That's so it might not Amazon arrive for a while. Amazon sent you an Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. And but, if you're not here, someone will have to put yes, a thing yeah. through your door. But that is why I've been busy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but not too busy to do a podcast. No, about, of course not. Uh, really important things. Well, is it about David Bowie? Uh, I mean, obviously, that's a general question about our podcast. Well, but I have. No, no, I'm going to. Oh, go on then. Yeah. I'm going to begin. Yeah, please. Because this morning, it's often the case when I remember that we're doing a podcast. I think I don't have anything to say yeah. on this podcast. I don't know if any listeners ever pick that up. Um, but I checked my phone. Uh, I wasn't even looking for this because sometimes I pathetically put the name David Bowie into Google search, Google News, and there's often some very, very shit half mention of David Bowie that we then right. talk about for 27 minutes. Yeah. But I wasn't doing that. Okay. I, what I was doing was I happened to uh, notice that Johnny Marr, the guitarist from the Smiths, yeah. had got pissed off because Donald Trump is using one of his one of Smith's songs, Please, oh. Please, Please Let Me Get What okay, I Want. Okay, not still ill. Not still That's ill. That's the best I could think at, of. At his rallies. Mm-hmm. Uh, not when he comes on. I think then he uses... Sorry, I, what song did you say? I forgot. Please, please, please let me get okay. what I want. Which is actually quite... That's really... Well, it's actually quite a good one for Donald Trump because I, I think of Donald Trump as a bawling child. Yeah, right. Someone who says very childish things mm, and mm. please, please, please let me get what I want. Is like yeah. that. But he was... Just, it's just on the playlist. A bit like Lavender by Ava yeah, Hicks is right. on my playlist. My daughter's on your playlist. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. on the playlist uh, right. as people are coming in right. to this horrible arena yes. in New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, to, and also you are a right-wing populist too so oh, that's in, in so many ways, parallels in many ways to, yeah so anyway i was seeing that johnny marr had responded negatively to this right uh and then i ended up just by virtue of association on morris's website which is called morrissey central which is quite an entertaining right. site because it often has long whinges by morrissey right. about how he feels he's been disregarded and, yeah. and how the world isn't how it should be and one thing he does now is he just puts on little things that he's sort of thinking about. And 
I found on page three, meetings most prized, most prized when the pleasure and privilege was mine, right. which you'll know is from where yeah. there is a light that never goes yeah. out. But pressing palms, exuding charms, time's gone, dot, 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 by Morrissey, <laughs> right? Which sounds like something you'll see on essentially anyone's silly website. Yeah. Blog. But it's a list of people that he's very happy to have met. I think I know where you're going. Although I don't, I mean, rem- you could, I don't remember you meeting tr- him. But... You could try and... Well, I've met him and I'm not on the list. <laughs> we know about So I've that. taken... I've sucked up straight away. Yeah. I am not on the list. Oh, there yeah, are okay. quite a lot of people on the list. There are 52 people oh, on Jesus. the list. I'm not on it. Fair enough. Mm. Uh, but... <laughs> okay, I'll just let you know. David Bowie is on the list, yes, even though they had a spat. Yeah. I'll tell you where he is. He's number six. Okay. Just, just name some of the people you think Morrissey would put above meeting yeah, David Bowie. Yeah, that's amazing. Bowie. Um, well, I'm thinking... some of them are not who you would think. Is that... I'm not saying I've got the right name, but is it sort of something like Alan Bennett? Is, it yeah. like, well, is he in there? Not, not that, Alan Bennett, but it's that, very... It's, it's that, that kind, kind of, of thing. thing. I mean, one of them is very that kind of thing. The person uh, number four is really that kind of thing. But the, number one okay. is peculiarly a bit like David Bowie in... Morrissey world, well, in re- in the real world, uh, but he's also someone who Morrissey would like. Um, living, no dead. Well, he wouldn't have met Mark Boland. Well, he, Mark Boland is at number forty. Is number, he? Yeah. When would he have met him? It's a good question. But he's a, Mark, Mark Boland is the last person on the list. Uh, number fifty-one is Melvin Bragg, and number fifty-two is Mark Boland. I surely didn't meet him. He would have been. Well, it, I think Morrissey briefly was a music journalist. Okay. Maybe, so, yeah, maybe, is that maybe, right? I don't did know. Did he just write a letter to the enemy? I don't, rem- I don't remember the music journalist. I mean, he's but, definitely old enough to have met Mark Boland when, when he was young. But he would have been like 10 yeah. or something. Yeah, that feels a bit odd. Does he say it? No, no, no. It's literally a it's list a of list. people oh, right, that know. he's met right, right. in order of hallowedness. Right. Morrissey hallowedness. I can't think you the person. Oh, do you mean someone like... Is, are you talking about sort of slightly androgynous? Do you, do you no, know? I'm talking oh. about someone who was very important. I mean, here's a clue. He's very important to David Bowie, but also... Brian Eno? Or no, 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 no. Okay. No, very important. In Mick Bronson? In, no. But think oh. about who would be important to David Lindsay Bowie. Lindsay Kemp? Very close. Uh, very close, but also Morrissey. Right. Morrissey in his, oh, yes, that person... Uh, Rita Tushingham, she's so important to me. Oh, she's on the list, by the way. Okay, right, right. But also important to David Bowie. Oh, God, why am I not getting this? It's not Tony Visconti. We're going, you you nearly got way. it. I thought you'd got it. Oh, Tony DeFries? No, oh, come on! Tony the brother? Oh, brother. <laughs> Tony the brother would be amazing. Tony Hart? Tony Newley. Tony Newley? Okay, well, I wasn't getting close to that. Okay, How can right. you not get close to it? I mean, You were at Tony, and we were talking about... <laughs> Early influences like Lindsay Kemp. Uh, yeah, David I suppose Bowie. I was thinking someone he hung out with, which is different. Number yeah. one is Anthony Newley, and the whole list That's is uh, has got a picture of Joan Collins and Anthony Amazing. Newley at the top of it. Amazing. So that's it. Good. So number two is a bit of a curveball. Richard Attenborough. That's amazing. <laughs> that seems like... I mean, I've yeah. met Richard Attenborough because he was president of Chelsea Football But it's Club. not even David Attenborough. No, it's not even <laughs> David Attenborough. I know. I mean... Important man, you know, directed uh, Gandhi and was was uh, was in he? Brighton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played Pinky. Rock. No, he didn't direct Pink, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did he? He was Pinky in Brighton Rock, and he was in Jurassic Park. Yeah, he's an amazing so, guy. But, but still, I, I don't think I'd have got that in a thousand third years. Third man was he? He's actually the second man right, in this. Yeah. The third man um, is again very David Bowie adjacent. It's Lou Reed. Okay. But number four, for me, is the most brilliant person to put Mm. above David Bowie at six. I don't know if you'll get it, 
Give me a, give me a clue. Some... Okay. He had a handlebar moustache. Uh, Wilf Lunn. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Isn't he the, wasn't he the mad scientist on BBC? <laughs> was he on Vision On or was he on... Wilf Lunn. I've got to look him up. You okay. must... You'll, when I show you a picture, and listeners at home, we've got this <laughs> technology now where you can do this in real time. You, you can pick up your phones yeah. and Google this at the same time as me. Oh, well, I can do That's it. new. Oh, right. That's a new feature of the show. Okay, all right. I mean, it's not Will Flunn. It's a good name, though, isn't it? It's someone else with There a... he is. You will absolutely know who Will Flunn is. <laughs> do you remember him? Yeah, vaguely. The science sort of Scientist, man. yeah. And what was Remember, you're more 80s than me. I'm more okay. 70s. He was on Vision On. I feel really he good about this. He was on Vision this. On, wow. He was a British inventor, prop maker, and he did mad inventions. <laughs> and... No, see, I think of, what was his name? Magnus Pike. Very similar. Yeah, That's exactly. who I think of L- as that to person. This roll call, now we're doing lists, shows that Wilf Lunn appeared on. Yeah. Magpie, Vision On, Jigsaw, Ask Aspel, <laughs> Jim will fix it. Game, oh. game for a laugh. Yeah. The word. The word. The word. Three, three two, one, fun factory, Rolf on Saturday. <laughs> <He's done> so, <laughs> that is a 17th. That's fantastic. I, by the way, can we just park my The Word story? I mean, we could park okay. it or I could just tell you it. You tell it, yeah. So I'm on The Word with Rob Newman okay. in about 1993, two, being interviewed yeah. by Terry Christian. Yep. As ever with interviews with Rob Newman, especially on live tape, didn't go that well. Okay. There's always slight like, tension. A bit awkward. There, I can't whatever. remember. It's a bit, yeah, like, a bit awkward. Or, yeah, or, yeah, kind of awkward. Or Terry Christian was like... Um, but anyway, it was you know exciting enough to be on the word. But mainly, I was in my dressing room and I thought oh, I want to find. Well, I need to go to the loo uh, in wherever the word was filmed. You probably know Teddington. Was it Teddington? Yeah, I, I can't remember. Um, and I got went out of my dressing room and I wandered about and I went through a door and I thought, oh, where where is the toilet? And I opened a door, looking for the toilet. Right. And behind the door was Kurt Cobain. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That and is... the whole of Nirvana. And I said, oh, sorry, I'm just looking right. for the toilet. And I think he said, yeah, yeah I think it's down the corridor. And, that yeah. is incredible. And, and that was the show that he quite famously said, this song, which I think was Smells Like Teen Spirit, oh, they're about to play, this song is for Courtney Love from Hole, who's the best fuck in the world. Yeah. It's yeah. that show. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the first appearance. Yeah, because I, I didn't really know who they were when when I, well, I wasn't like, oh my god, it's Kurt Cobain because it wasn't. It was before mm. Nirvana were really that famous. In you know Britain. who booked them famously? You? No, that wouldn't be that famous. <laughs> no, Joe Wiley. Oh really? She was the booker on the word. Oh, okay. Maybe she booked you. She might have done. Yeah. Do you think? Because I, I know Courtney Love. I met her a few times, but it's sort of like you know doesn't maybe play by the same rules as let's say I do. Yeah. But saying the best fuck that is that like yeah, that seems a bit like that, really? Do you have to say that? Yeah, well, it was the 90s, right. so it was considerably more sexist time than now. Yeah. And I think probably at the time, it was seen as kind of punk uh, by yeah. Courtney. I've got a vague feeling as well that when Hole themselves yeah. played, that not her, but someone else, maybe the bass player, took their trousers and pants down on the word. No, I think... Was that someone else? I believe that was Lush. Oh, really? Because I used to do... No, it's very unlikely to be Lush. Mickey Berenyi of Lush, who I speak to occasionally on Twitter, that would never have been... Was it Lush or LA7? Is that a band, LA7? It might have been LA7. It was definitely not Lush. Lush were kind of, what were they called? Shoegazers. And and they weren't like crazy... No, I get... Hang on. There's something about... Because I used to do those... It was was someone grungy. Yeah. But Uh, I agree with you that uh, nowadays, I don't think Kurt Cobain would particularly be applauded for saying that about about a lady... 
No, I don't think it's how you should introduce your so, partner. Do you, so anyway, handlebar moustache. I'm going to have to give you another clue. Yeah, He's an actor and Adam. a singer. Okay, wait a minute. Mainly from the 1960s. I believe he may have been Adam Adamant. I'm not sure. But he was in a show like that. Exactly. He was a sort of like comedy smooth sex man. I actually can't. I mean, you may not know his name, I suppose. Okay, it's possible. Well, I'm just going to have to tell you, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. So two above Bowie yes. in uh, Morris's list of people he's so excited to have met is Peter Wingard. I don't know that person. Can you Google Peter yeah, Wingard? I don't know that person. He's an extraordinary looking fellow. I mean, when I've met Morrissey, which I've done a couple of times, he's sort of hilariously Morrissey-like. Yes. And one of the things he will do is say, oh... The most wonderful person that I've realised now is, and then he'll mention someone incredibly obscure, yeah, right. and he'll say they're the the funniest person ever, and it turns out to be like a music hall sort of fat woman from 1952. Yes. Did um, you say Peter Lingard? No, Wingard, W-Y-N-G-A-R-D-E. Peter w- Lingard is a lawyer Not from Lingard. New Hampton. No, I don't think Peter Wingard is, almost definitely it's a stage name, because it sounds vaguely glamorous, Wingard. And yes. I imagine his real name oh, is... Him. Sort of going, I don't recognise him at all. What is his real name? He's definitely uh, not Peter Wingard. Um, fa- he died uh, not that long ago. Yeah. And he died age 90. He was in Department S. Oh, yes, that's, that's a, not, 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 not like, a band. Not a band. Yeah. No, he, that, that was a show. He was not in Adam Adamant, was he? That's, I've got that no, wrong. That was Gerald Harper, who used, to go, who used to be with Sarah Alexander, even when Gerald Harper was like 80 and Sarah Alexander was like 22. He sounds a bit rubbish. So Peter Wingard... So um, Bob Stanley, who's hmm. an author and member of... Sanctuary, yeah, I know who Bob Stanley is. The, the, he was very funny, and this is a quote from him that, that makes him Bob... Who seems very good, Bob. Yeah, yeah. Him. Um, he said, my favourite Peter Wingard line to a friend of mine over dinner, I'm 50% vegetarian, 100% bisexual. Hmm. I mean... I think I can hear Morrissey liking that. Yeah. No, maybe... maybe. So, so David turns up at number six. And then there's some quite ordinary some people that you might think are all right. Nico, Tom Jones, Marianne well, Faithful. Yeah, then yeah, at number right. 10 is someone I've never heard of called Richard D- Davalos. Which is, Davalos okay. is what you occasionally call me, isn't it? I call you Davidos. Davidos. But Richard Davalos <laughs> is... I don't know I don't what Richard know. Davalos is. And then it's Richard Davalos, Eve Arden, Dick Gregory, Joan Collins. Number 14, Cliff Richard. Yeah, no, but I, it's very Morrissey already. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's entirely it's, Morrissey. He could read that list to a Johnny Mars. Okay, so cute. the most yeah. Morrissey person, I would say the most Morrissey person, is at number 17. Right. Johnny Morris. <laughs> good. It's a really good guess. It is, of course, Pat Phoenix. Oh, yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. absolutely perfect. Why isn't she number one? She, she should really be number one. Number Mick one. Ronson, number 18. See, it, it, it veers yes. in between ultra Morrissey people yes. like Pat Phoenix and Tony Newley or whatever, okay. uh, and Cliff Richard. And then it's Mick Ronson and Iggy Pop. Then, rather weirdly, at number 20, Martin Sheen, who's neither. Yeah, although he's... No, he's neither yeah, sort of, yeah. sort of no, Bowie-ish yeah. or and Mick Ronson-ish, no. nor is he someone no. who's in Coronation Street. But I think we need to take a second. To, I think you should start compiling your list. Yeah, OK. Oh, Alan Bennett is in it, number yeah, 30. Yeah, Alan yeah. Bennett is in it, slightly upsettingly from my point of view, number 32, Mel Gibson. Yeah, that's problematic. But... And then Elaine Stritch. <laughs> yeah. That, well, Elaine Stritch, I feel, is quite Morrissey. Yeah, no, very Morrissey. I don't really know what Elaine Stritch did, but she was always on... <laughs> she was always on telly. Always on telly. On Wasn't she in Never the Twain? I don't know what yeah, that is. Yeah, she was in but... a sitcom. Again, this is because I'm slightly younger than you. She was okay. in a sitcom with... Oh, God, who was that bloke in it? Ain't Half Hot Mum? Windsor Davis? Yes. Windsor, oh, right. I don't know. What, was it Windsor Davis? He's the, the 
Come on, you horrible lot! Yes. He said, no, that it guy. wasn't him. Fuck this. Donistelle? No. No, it wasn't Donistelle. Let's move on. Uh... I mean, by the way, it is amazing that Donistelle and Winter Davis had a big hit record with Whispering Grass. I know it is. That it is, is amazing. We should maybe play it. That is amazing and because there is no equivalent of that. No, well, the uh, novelty song. Yeah. Well, I say it's gone. I, it's... I say it's gone, but of course, the last six Christmas number ones, and not the last one, but the yes. last four, were all those sausage roll people. Oh, exactly. And so those are kind of novelty songs, aren't <laughs> Here it? It is. It's amazing. Whispering Grass, Windsor Davies, Donna Stell. Yeah. I, mean, I know, what, I, I sort of knew it was real. You promised me green grass. <laughs> That's right. Not to tell what you earn. Whispering grass, say. I said to him, Donna Stell had a lovely voice. Didn't he do a high bit? Or yeah. Was that Lauren Hardy? No, no. Word. Sing lofty. Here we go. Why do you whisper yes. oh, lovely. green grass? Yeah. God, that's amazing. Voice. It's almost like a David Lynch type. It's a beautiful voice. And yeah. I, I, rem- I seem to remember even at the time thinking, because they were incredibly successful yeah. in AR Hot Mom, it was a yeah. thing in like 1980 yeah. Yeah, that yeah. everyone watched it, even though it was yeah. racist. That yeah. basically, Donistel clearly has got like a beautiful voice, yes. was probably in musicals before yes. this, and this is an opportunity for him to shine. The thing about uh, the issue with novelty records always, and I, uh, that is between the two, because as you say, it's a beautiful singing voice, yeah. and maybe that's partly why people bought it. It's actually lovely. Well, yeah, but tune. also I think when, when Don mm. uh, and Windsor, or Don maybe thought, oh, I'm famous because mm. I'm on a, a hot mum, I'd like to release a record to show that I can mm. sing. And then the record company said, doesn't really work unless we mm. can get Windsor, the sergeant mm. bloke mm. as well, mm. doing some comedy yes, Welsh that, that can... sort of cross with yeah. you stuff. Yeah. Because that's what people like. And but, Don but, was possibly but, always a bit sad about that in my mind. You know, I just like to show people I can sing. Do you think at home, he's, he's probably dead. But, yeah, I think he probably um, is. Do you think at home he's got like the engineer as a favour did him a version with just his voice <laughs> yeah, on it? I reckon yeah. that's, he's got that yeah. at home. Yeah, at home, yeah. And well, cut out. And the silly bit with people Winter come David around and say, say, "Go on, Boyle, show them what you can do." <laughs> All that rubbish. People come round and say, "Oh, well, you've got a single." He said, "I'll play it to you," and then it's by just the way, him, and they don't know what to say. By the way, I've done two accents on this podcast. I never do accents. What's happening to me? You just did Windsor Davis. Uh, earlier, I did a kind of Northern Morrissey voice. So you did, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was. Well, tried before with your accents. They're actually better than you. No, they're terrible. But you... I just did them. I, yeah, like, I'm, I, it's progress. I think psychological progress. Yeah. So I think you feel it very freeing being on this podcast. It's you. It's I just yeah. feel free with you. But don't you think the problem with novelty songs yeah. is it's it's completely... In fact, I'll demonstrate it to you. I'm just going to tell you the yeah. end. Of what? Oh, the list. Yeah. Well, I assume we would come back to it like a motif. Well, yeah, we could come back to a motif, but I'll, I'll tell you then because it's quite funny that it goes incredibly Morrissey-ish for the last... For some reason, it's 52 people. Yeah. And it says Dora Bryan. Do you know who that is? Yes. Again, very, very yeah. northern actress yeah. person. Joan Sims, yeah. Melvin Bragg, all these people. And then 52, Mark Boland. I don't understand, yeah, how he would have met... Oh, there's a little video of Joel Fabiani and Peter Wingard in Department S at the end of it. Right, right. I mean, it's really, in a way, like a fan site. Yeah. At some level. Just completing the circle on Whispering Grass. Yeah. This is the issue with novelty songs. I've always felt, and it's this. You think, I enjoyed that, and then you put it on again. You promised me green grass not to tell what you earned. So already, hearing him do it again, yeah, you sort of joking thing, I don't really want to hear it again. No. The third time, fourth time, I do want to hear Don, which is why he had his own copy made, yeah. as you know, by the engineer. <laughs> yeah. 
But there is a limit to the novelty song, but maybe in the end... Well, I'm afraid that's true of comedy, although obviously in the old days people did buy comedy records. Yeah. And big deal with comedy records and did listen to them over and over again. But yeah. obviously, yeah, a joke will not necessarily yes. make you laugh over and over yes. again, whereas you can listen to a piece of music I think we should do again. a novelty record. Okay, yeah, it's a good idea. And I think... What it would it be? Should, well, I don't think it should be Bowie-like. You sure? Oh, I don't know, actually, because that's our brand. That's yeah, our brand. Yeah. yeah. What, what would it be if it wasn't that? If it wasn't... Okay, well, let, what would it be if it was that? Yeah. Uh, that's also it... a good question. Yeah. It is our brand, but I can't, from a standing start, <laughs> think of a Bowie-style novelty song that we would do. Well, you could do the thing where... I don't know if it's a thing or not, but one thing to play with is, like... He came down from space and visited us. You do a sort of Starman pastiche. Yeah, but Flight of the Concords have done that already. Oh, have they? Okay, yeah. yeah. So they have Bowie okay. in space. Oh, yes, okay. So maybe, so let's not do Bowie. Yeah. Okay, so we're definitely not doing Well, Bowie no, now. it's hard. I just wonder if there's another way of doing Bowie. You see. Space is so the obvious one. Yeah. I'll tell you what we could do. We're always going on on this show about how we don't like all the cliches about David Bowie. We don't like okay. people saying, oh, yes, he was such a revolutionary yeah. artist. He was so genuine. Yeah. He was like a spaceman from yeah. outside. And we could do a thing where we compile all those cliches and somehow comically reject them. Right. In our novelty song about David Bowie. That's quite so, niche. But, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and this, this podcast isn't. Yes, no, that's a good point. Because um, it is. Yeah. Um, so you go I think like... I, I have a feeling that this song, Should We Ever Do It, will only be released on this podcast. <laughs> that's a start, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So you mean you go like... I, tell you I don't what, really know what you can joke... sing, right? You can What's sing. What's the joke? No, here's... Yeah. Well, novelty songs weren't really no, funny no, anyway. No, that's But true. I think you should be David Bowie. Right. And from the grave, what you're doing, yeah. we'll write the lyrics together, and the, I'll probably write the music. Right. I think I should write the music. Uh, I don't know. I'm okay. Really, well, well know. yeah. There's Uncle. Love. I'll do the chorus. Yeah. I don't know if you know. I've had four number ones, uh, but well, I thought you were looking fresh-faced. <laughs> hey. Brilliant. <laughs> That's top, top no. no. Don't edit that. Have this. You've just said it. Yeah. Is that why you were late? That's <laughs> no. I preferred fresh face. Okay, I think that's funny. That was funny. That's why you were late. No, <laughs> uh, but anyway, I think that it should be one of us. You've got the better voice, being David Bowie, as it were, speaking whispering from beyond the grave. Grass. No, not doing whispering grass. Oh, okay, speaking from beyond the grave, refuting all these things about him. Okay, hold that because yeah. if you take the whispering grass theory of novelty records, yeah, we could take a, a nice Bowie song, yeah, like. Oh, we're actually, well, you mean we're actually going to take a song and redo the lyrics? As you know, that's problematic in terms of publishing no, no, and copyright. They, what they do is they sing the actual song. Yeah, they're, singing, they're actually singing. But I or you would do the, with the, the, the oh, Brenda Davis. So we'd have a funny thing, like, don't call me David or something, right, you know. Right. Like, and then I'd be singing um, Starman, right. and then you'd be... I'll be saying... I don't know what your thing would be. Yeah, I don't know if that'll work. But you're, no. you're suggesting that I would be David saying, just yeah. saying. I'm not all these things that you continually... Okay, the joke is, because we, we want this It's to not be... sounding that great, no, no, I've the got, joke. I, I tell you what, what we should play with, <laughs> yeah. is we're going to a very big audience with this, right? Okay. So I think the joke is that I'm saying David Bowie is the space, he's all these exotic things, yeah. and you're David Bowie, and you're saying, I just want a cup of tea. <laughs> like, like, yeah, a bit well, like Morrissey. I do like peas, <laughs> right. like John Major. Yeah. That's, so yeah. you're, so yeah. you're boring. I, I don't know if you need to do it in that camp way. <laughs> Just because earlier on I did an impression of Morrissey that was a right. bit northern camp. But that's not really dangerous. Right again? What, the Morrissey Yeah, what was your Morrissey one? Did Morrissey it? one was all, I loved me. No, I can't, now it's gone, it's gone camper than I want it to be now. I, I have to do it just spontaneously. Yeah, I, can't, okay. I can't do yeah. it self-consciously. Yeah. But with David, I think, yeah, you have to find a way of saying, uh, yeah, I just want 
I can't do it. I just want a cup of tea. And I go, and he drove a spaceship. And you go, it's yeah. a Morris Minor. Oh, no, I'm doing Morris, you know. It's, it's a Morris Minor. Right, or a boring right. car with it. Is it yeah. Nissan Micro? No, yeah. hang on, who's that? I don't know who that is. I mean, neither of us can do a David Bowie. No. You are slightly better at doing the singing impression, but we, neither of us can do a speaking impression. A driver Nissan Micro. <laughs> right. So, so that now you are singing it, even though you say yeah, that's slightly. It's, the, it's a speaking, a, a spoken voice, mm. a bit like Whispering Grass, yeah. a spoken voice yeah. over a song, novelty song. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. So that's one way we could go. I, mean, I think also, well. by the way, the novelty song of Whispering Grass was very based on the video. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Which, as far as I remember, had Don Estelle. Uh, I think it. I mean, you may have to check this out. An old, like BBC microphone. Yes, like, definitely. Like, a that. Big old BBC yeah. microphone singing yeah. with a pith helmet on. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing that I've got this in my head. Yeah, no, uh, I, I, and behind him, uh, Windsor Davis, as the sergeant major, is just sort of making faces and mugging and leaning right. over him and saying, "Go for it, boyo," and yes, stuff like yes, that. Yes. I, I'm, I'm basically a member in the Top of the Box studio, so yeah, I think yeah, I, but I think but, there's yeah, an actual video. video, yeah, yeah, and I think that was the key to it in the way that I'm not sure our song, what's it called, our song? Well, I was trying. Is to it just called it, Starman Question Mark? <laughs> I was trying to think if there's a song that you could play with, so it's because I almost said Hunky Boring, but that doesn't work, Brilliant. and also it's an album, so that doesn't work. Well, it doesn't matter, is it? Yeah, but you could have a thing that makes Bowie feel I the see. man who was Monday. down to earth, right? That doesn't work, right? Um, the man. Yeah, well, it's all right. Out. Yeah, it doesn't really work. No. Yeah. Uh, what other songs by David Bowie suggest sort of things that are incredible? Well, yeah. I, I, we can't think of any. No. <laughs> no. But I think we've got enough to maybe release it on the next podcast. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's make that our challenge. Let's make... Yeah. Okay. You know, we never do any kind of work. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So we would have to meet and do some work. Yeah, we could write some li- write some lyrics. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, not write. You, you keep on changing. Oh, yeah. Your, sorry. Your, right. You're never suggesting you... that we do, say, Starman, or I don't know. Yeah, Starman's probably the right one. Yeah. Uh, and then we say, no, what I drive. The trouble is that there's nothing about cars in Starman. So, no. What I, about I this? I drive doesn't a quite, Nissan Micro. This doesn't quite work. 
but it's the sort of example of it, which is we do changes. Yeah. And then somehow I go like, and he lived in space. And he says, no, I lived in Ch-Ch-Ch-Chingford. <laughs> like, you know, one of those. That's brilliant. That's you brilliant. Said, or Chichester. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I mean, it's not quite that. Yeah. No, well, no, that, that, that's... I, mean, I don't know how you did three lines, because I've given a lot to you. You have, you have. I don't seem to have written it. No, you've written it, basically. <laughs> That's because I'm not sure I'm as down with it as you are. It's a whole novelty song idea. I mean, that particular idea, I, I seem to remember once, and I'm sorry if there are any Only Fools and Horses fans listening, mm, there will be. but when I was on the Mary Whitehouse experience, we once did a parody of Only Fools and Horses, oh, right. in which the basic joke was always someone saying something rather sophisticated, and then someone else saying Peckham. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> like yeah, it, yeah. Every yes, single exactly. joke yeah. is essentially, oh, I want to go to yeah. somewhere where there's lovely suns. Oh, no, they'd be Cockney, wouldn't they? Yeah. Lovely sunsets and blah, blah, blah. What, you yeah. mean Peckham? Like, that yeah. was essentially. Right, right, and that's right. what you're saying. Yeah. It's like, it's bathos. That's what you're, that's yeah. what you're, that's yeah. what you're basing this entire thing on. Yeah, which. Bowie bathos, we could possibly call it. That's a really not bad idea. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, as I say, it's not going to be heard by anyone outside this podcast. No. Okay. All right. Bowie Bathos. <laughs> <laughs> the worst title for a song I've ever heard. David Bathos. Can you yeah. imagine someone saying, I've learned, ba- I've, learned, I've learned the chords to Bowie Bathos? <laughs> we could call it David Bathos and we'd get Richie Davalos to sing it. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Well, there's yeah. that. We've got yeah. that. Have, yeah. got, have you brought anything else? To uh, yeah. I just found party? a thing which I just thought was interesting and it is about Bowie, actually. Well, I wondered if we should share with the listener two conversations actually we've been having recently. Yeah. Is it one about soup or one about cliffs? Oh, I forgot about soup. I was going to talk to you about the fact that I suggested, and I don't think it got what it deserved in terms of a, David Soul sadly passed away. Yes. And um, I we did discuss this, yeah, yeah and but we not just, on the podcast. Well, I put a question which, which was that I think it actually might be the only example of someone who had a hit in the genre that their surname represented. Yeah. And I think we proved that that is true, unless anyone yeah. else has got one. No one else has done that. No, no one else is. Well, there's Iggy Pop. You mentioned Iggy Pop, and then, but, we thought, then but he's not pop. He's not pop. But David Soul was soul, I would say. Was he, though? I'd say pop soul. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of. Yeah, I mean, well, also he was a spin-off singer in the Neighbours mold oh. from a from a fave from a very successful TV show. Yeah, well, again, like it's whispering grass is the theory. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, oh. I mean, I should say to listeners, it's a good point that Tim's making about David Soul, uh, who I think that was his real name. Was that his real name? Because if it's don't, a stage no. name, it's not as amazing. Uh, no, it's not as amazing. I don't uh, know. But uh, we can't ask him because we can't now, ask him, so and there's no never, possible we'll, way of finding out. We will out. never know. But. <laughs> One thing we did do, and this is where this came from, is I discovered that David Soul, uh, in not recently, but certainly not when he was on Starsky and Hutch, did a National Express advert in which he yes, plays a National right. Express driver yes. and he sings while he's driving to, I'm assuming, Rochdale or somewhere yeah. from Paddington, yeah. Victoria, actually, that's where they live yeah. from. Uh, he sings Silver Lady in a yes. pair of sunglasses. And uh, we had quite a long conversation about what the fuck were they thinking about or what was he thinking about. And you convinced me, because you know, you know about these sorts of things, I think. You spend a lot of time in meetings right. talking about brands right. and shit. Right. And you said National Express will be, will have been thinking, what do we need to rejuvenate our brand mm. from being a very, very dull thing that for mm. people who can't afford the train use? 
And you suggested that what they'll be thinking is something Americana. Mm. They'll be thinking like, you know, the wide open spaces of Highway 81, blah, blah, blah. And they would have said, someone would have said, why don't people think romantic like us as they do about Greyhound buses? Yes. That's, I think, yeah. where it would have started. And the way to do that yeah. is to get yeah. a, an American legend yeah. to drive one yeah. of our buses. Or David Soul. <laughs> <laughs> to drive one of our buses across, you know, the M1 yeah. or the A43 yeah. and somehow make it feel like yeah. you're going on a big journey yeah. in America. And yeah. I think you were right. Yeah. So we talked about that. I'm glad we've gone over that for the listeners. Yeah. No, we, we talked about a, that. Yeah. Well, no, the main thing you were concerned about, I don't know if you remember this, is, and I, I do urge listeners to go and look at this, is that David Soul's head yes. uh, was such that the top of his head was a normal shape and the bottom of his head was about was four bee, times the size. Yeah. Yeah. Which is true. It, so he strange. had a fat, uh, uh, overweight lower half of his head. Yeah, which of course is where weight goes on the face. Very few people have a heavier top half of their head than the <laughs> bottom half. There's only really Eraser Head, possibly by David Lynch, <laughs> uh, and uh, Amicon. You know, I don't know if you've seen Amicon from Amicon, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they possibly do. But well, almost everyone great. else, including myself, uh, has got yeah. a fatter, lower Ira- half. Eraser Head, which I remember being quite disturbing when I, yeah. was, I never saw it. Is it now, David Lynch? Yeah, it's David Lynch yeah. movie, yeah. Is he, does he have the power to rub things out with his head? Or, oh, because of Eraserhead. Yeah, what, what does that mean, Eraserhead? Uh, well, actually, I've been trying to convince my son to watch it recently, right. and he's been too frightened by the trailer, yeah, yeah, which is very disturbing. Yeah. He's got a, the top of his head, if you yes. remember, is like a big brush. <laughs> so in a way, he could have used it as an eraser, but I don't think he actually does, but maybe he does. But maybe You're getting a phone call from your daughter, oh. which maybe you should take, because it's Ava, who's a, sort of a re- yeah. regular Ava, figure. Ava, I'm just doing the podcast with David. You are live. Hi. Are you okay? All right, darling. See you in a bit. Um, <laughs> no, that, that wasn't as interesting as for our no, listeners. No, because I think Ava wants to go, and I don't blame her. Yeah. Um, but she's going to call back. So okay. I'll let you know in the next podcast yeah. if there's anything you know yeah. worth reporting. But Razorhead makes him sound like a comical figure. And so when I was, I remember when I was younger, I remember being disturbed by it, but sort of comforting myself that he was like. I can't, having not watched it for years, yeah. I can't put my hand on my heart and say that there isn't yeah. a moment yeah. where the main character's head comes in contact with a chalkboard. With, right. with a blackboard yeah. uh, and rubs out some uh, some he, numbers, or, or he can rub out real life. See, that would be quite interesting. Yeah, well, maybe he does do that as well. Power, although I don't know what behind the thing. Yeah, what you're imagining him as is a superhero exactly. whose superpower yeah. is rubbing things out with his head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if it was David Soul in that position, uh, that would be all wrong because he'd have to use his chin. <laughs> <laughs> and eraser chin doesn't sound like much of a superhero. It doesn't sound like much of a superhero, full stop. But if we sat here yeah. and we agreed, just accepted the fact that there are no superpowers in the world, yeah. which I think we do. Mm. Some people are good at things. Okay. For some reason, Tom Daly comes to my head as being good at diving. I don't know. Where he's he's very good at diving. It's not I, a superpower. He's no, very good at it. No. Okay. And people like to describe disabilities now as a superpower. That's quite a common thing. So, but to equally, say, my not, autism is a superpower. Right. But they're not actually. They're not actually in Marvel. The person saying that is Superman, but he's still wrong because that's not the superpower. It's, it's no. Although I, I see I don't know Superman as quite on the spectrum. And also, what? Sorry. What and is Batman Superman's is quite power? on the spectrum. Is it his strength? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Superman, so what's ridiculous about Superman, which is why he's never, I think, one of the really big heroes in mm-hmm. modern movies, even though there are su- Superman movies, but it's not like Batman or the Avengers yeah. or whatever, is he's too powerful. He's basically God. Right? Right. He's invulnerable. He's yeah. incredibly strong. He's he strong, also can yeah. fly yeah, at the right. speed of light. Yes. And his eyes, he's got x-ray vision. Yeah. He's, I mean, and I think no, he no. can shoot 
beams out of his yes. hand. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yes. There's too much power. Too yes. many. Su- no, no, I think, I think, but he doesn't exist. Yeah. And so we sit here yeah. and we remind ourselves there's no such thing. And then if I said to you, all that being said, yeah. this table we're sitting at, I can literally rub it out with my head. Yeah. You would go, DL, that yeah. is amazing. And then yeah. I did it. Yeah. And I think what I'd do if I... I think what would be really amazing about yeah. that is that you are bald. <laughs> and yeah, I, that's because I've been raising so many things. What, your hair? <laughs> it, eventually, it just takes the wear and tear. Yeah, that doesn't happen to superheroes. Superman doesn't say, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I can still lift stuff up, but right. my hand is really great. That never happens. <laughs> no, but he doesn't exist. No, okay. Whereas I yeah. have an eraser head. Right. And I think what I would do is, because I'm... I think it's a natural thing. I don't think it's just because I'm a showman, as, yeah. as you know. Yeah. Is um, I'd rub out a little bit of it yeah. and stop, and you go, okay. "What the hell's it, going on?" It would on? be amazing. Yeah. I agree, it'd be amazing, Incredible. but there'd be a problem with it right. as a superhero because like, most superpowers yeah. are like useful socially in some way or other. Yeah. They save, or if you're a villain, they create yeah. terrible anarchy in the world. Being able to erase stuff with your head mm-hmm. is something that I would, I would always happen quite slowly. <laughs> And not be that much use, either negatively or positively. I mean, I suppose negatively, if you just wanted people to lose shit, you might just, like, right, I want David to lose his phone. That would be annoying. I'll rub it out with my head. Mm. But even that is fairly mundane. No, no, I think, because don't forget, because I've been a razor since I'm born, so I've had a lot more time than you. It's unfair To think about it with your head. It's unfair to ask you. But it's a huge force for good. You can... What are you going to do? How are you going to save the world with that super? Okay, so when I see a robber, yeah. or a burglar... Exactly. I run up to them. Yeah. As long as they haven't shot me, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can literally rub them out. Right. Okay, so, so uh, it seems to me like, out. like a cat, what you'd have to do then is, like, rub your head against them. I mean, I think straight away that they're going to punch you before you get near no. them. Do you know why? Well, I start with the fists. I uh, always I rub on the hands first. Yeah. So, is, is your ability to erase stuff, does it yeah. also render people unable to fight back? Yes. Well, so, only once, because I, I rub their legs. No, see, I think that's not how it would work. Okay. I think someone, because he'll punch you in the face without their hands disappearing. Right. You, the only way you got their hands disappear yeah. is if you get your head down in time <laughs> and actually do I like the actual, <laughs> yeah, doing it now. Do the actual cat-like rubbing to get to stop so their hands disappear. Yeah. Yeah. And then, by the way, are they in terrible pain? Because ha- or they're just like, oh my yeah. god, I don't know where they are. No, it's that. It's almost like Doctor, like in those shows. What's it in Avengers when they start to flake away? They yes. don't really feel it. They yeah. just they can see it. Yeah. But it's also very fluid. It's not like a rubber on a piece of A4. It's more like a whiteboard. It's oh. very quick. Oh, the I way see. it rubs. Okay. So, okay. So I can do that. So I can get rid of people. Yeah. I can rub away nuclear weapons. <laughs> so I think that'd be quite dangerous. I would. I wouldn't want you to do that. Well, I've done it. <laughs> okay. It's absolutely fine. And yes, I've lost my hair since doing it. <laughs> yeah, you definitely um, radioactive point of view. Uh, then something... poison pen letters. If I intercept them, okay, can get rid of cause yeah. untold damage. Uh, documents. Okay, I, I, I can see I mean, it, it now. It goes on. I, I can see it the now. The list is yeah. even bigger than Morrissey's uh, list of people he's met. Okay, how do you think you first came across this superpower? Uh, you first realised that you had it. I think it was. In the like when I was about three, three or yeah. four, I think. Yeah. And whether I don't know if something gave it to me. Yeah. But no, I mean, I'll, but I don't know if gave it to you. Like, How do you realize? Well, you maybe you were at school. Was it nursery? You're, you're and my mum came to pick me up. Yeah. And I was surrounded just by white, like nothing. <laughs> and I'd um, rubbed away my friends and 
Okay, see, all I was going to say was, all I was going to say was, you're at school, maybe you're 12. Yes. And your teacher is <laughs> writing something on the blackboard, and they say, oh, I can't find the chalk thing, the yeah, eraser, anyway, can, come here, Higgs. <laughs> and just because they were quite unpleasant, they used your oh, head. <laughs> and then, oh, God, that's amazing. He's really, God, I can't believe how good he is at that. I think this is why we work so well together, because yeah. I, I will take that. And say that's actually the origin story, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's the origin story. I was story. bullied by a teacher, yeah. and that teacher maybe done something to my parents Possibly. to make it more emotionally. But basically, yeah. they were horrible to me. And one day in class, yeah. in front of my friends and a girl I was fancy, with, they grabbed me and said, "I know how I'm going to get rid of this chalk, Hinks. Yeah, you're not, you're fit for nothing but a duster. What would they call them? I think they called them chalk. erasers. No, but no, on the chalk on the board, chalk duster. Yeah. Dust, chalk duster. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're just a chalk duster to me, yeah. that familiar phrase, and grabs me and whacks my, exactly what you say, yeah. on the board, and then that's when I get my powers. It's like yes. in the film. I my sort head, of did just say all that. No, but, but you, you've you repeated it. You like my head. <laughs> Isn't actual superpower. Yeah, it's, there was an element of that. There was an element of me just saying, you're mistaking board. a superpower right. for once being bullied by a teacher. Right, and... You know, Scorsese, whoever directors can make that moment when my head hits the board will be yeah. like a sort of you special You know an incredible effect. thing about this? Yeah. Incredible thing that I'm going to do now, which is right. to bring this all round together, yeah. which is, of course, there's a novelty song called Chalk Dust. Is that? Yeah, it's the John McEnroe oh, yeah. uh, novelty song. Yeah. I mean, actually, it might be called You Can't Be Serious, but no, I think it's called Chalk Dust. I'm going to look it up. Someone who wasn't actually John McEnroe, but he wore a headband and yeah, dressed like a tennis player, did a song in yeah. about 1982, which yeah. I think is called Chalk Dust, about what a sort of annoying character on the court. Yes, uh, hang on, there we go. Hang on, Chalk Dust pop song. Let's see if that appears. Yeah, yeah the Chalk Dust, the umpire strikes back. Oh, that's pretty good. It's called. Uh, and let me just play a bit of it. There's Simon Bates. Love. Yeah, oh, I remember it being that. slightly rappy. Yeah, as well. it's like late 80s. I don't even know it was late 80s. There he goes. Doesn't really look like John McEnroe. Amazing, and he's just pretending to play tennis in front of the yeah. crowd. Come on, where's the song? Yeah. Do the song. It literally, there still hasn't yeah. been any song. He's just pretending to play tennis in the Top Pop studio. What? Eight. What? The ball was eight. You've got to be kidding! Oh, sorry, I want to keep it going. I mean, we can cut some Is of this. Is there a tune? But I want to hear the actual song. Oh, gee, man. Chalk dust. There we go. Everyone yeah. can see that there was chalk, chalk dust. Everyone can see. So I'm just proud of myself for tying the whole thing together. Yeah, no. And well, I want to tie the thing that you've tied together in a big, in a, just one last piece of wrapping paper. Right. Because, of course. Not like wrapping a little map. Exactly. <laughs> because, of course, David Bowie had a novelty song. Laughing no. Laughing no. And I would say if you listen to Chalk Dust, which we're probably never going to do again yeah. in our lives, there's no way that guy goes on and then does no. more. You know, you could just tell it's just sort no. of like a, not a cynical, but it's sort of a bunch of people put it together as an opportunist. Oh, yeah. Whereas I feel like listening to Laughing No, you can tell there's something going on. But that might just be. Well, that's a very good point, though. Is there any other example of a novelty song? by an artist who then went on to do incredible stuff. I mean, arguably, the Beatles did loads of novelty songs. Yes. But the, I don't the, think the, there's a novelty song like The Laughing No. No, the only... The, I mean, Yellow Submarine's kind of a... Yeah, but that's a, way a, later. A, yes, and, and, and most of the novelty songs are later when yeah. they're just pissing about. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they did... The first single they were on as the Beatles was 
my Bonnie lies over the ocean. But that's not a novelty. No, song. but I was going to say it's not. It's often seen like it's obviously not the Beatles. Beatles, because yeah. it's like a weirder. But it's not novelty. But I, I'd be surprised if. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I, I, I don't. Is there anyone else? That's an interesting point. Who? Because what? I mean, what is the laughing gnome? We've discussed this before, but like, what led him to do the laughing gnome? Is it? Is that Tony Newley? I mean, sorry, of... just arguably, it's right. Said Fred. I mean, I would hardly say they went on to. What they, didn't they first do? Are you suggesting they went on to be a great artist? No, 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 no. But they went on to have hits that weren't novelty songs. Not really. Uh, they? No, I mean they they did too sexy, too sexy for my shirt, didn't they do? and then they did deeply dippy. <laughs> <And> I don't <laughs> yeah. know if that's not no, a novelty no, song. No, I'm not. I'm just yeah. No, I, yeah, no, I'll definitely withdraw that. Yeah. Um, they never went on to write a great. Oh, I tell you who might be considered that is Sparks. Would no, no, no. Is, no, is no, this no. town big enough for the both of us? A novelty I don't, song. I know what you mean, but I think it's more like Queen or Paradise. Yes, I don't. That's true. Fat Bottom Girls is kind of a novelty song, but again, that's later on. Led Zeppelin, the Squiggly Wiggly Man. Oh, is that a song? No. No. no, okay. No, I'm trying to think of the most unlikely. <laughs> okay. No, I, I was pr- utterly prepared to believe that that was a Led Zeppelin. Squiggly Wiggly I, Man. I could sort of see Jimmy Page thinking that's yeah. funny. Yeah, doing a sort of weird guitar solo yeah. on it. Yeah. No, I don't. That's a really good point. Yeah. I, I think, uh, listeners, you can write in to wherever you write in. We don't even know where that is. Well, underneath my Twitter feed. Yes, underneath uh, the And say, any great artist who began started. with a novelty. Yeah, so, yeah started. Yeah. Releasing one halfway through. No, there, lots of them do that. Where, that's not yeah, the same thing. No. Uh, and I think you are right, although it's very hard to know if you're not retro-engineering, that when you listen to yeah. The Laughing Gnome, you can tell, like, well, this is really annoying and idiotic, but I think there's something there. But in answer to your question... Which there isn't in Short Dust. No, it definitely isn't Short Dust because there's not even a tune. And, and not in Whispering Grass either. No. I mean, there's a lovely voice. I think I think Laughing Gnome, I'm sure I've read about it, I've forgotten, but yeah, obviously there's a tone, definitely Anthony Newley type thing going on there. Definitely that thing of slightly smoking pot, as they would have called it, a bit giggly. Yeah. And um, there were, you know, I think there was the Tommy Steele Little White Bull. So there's sort of, I think he did it as a yes. slightly silly kiddie song. And, and, and Tony Newley was sort yeah. of like a novelty singer. Definitely, sort yeah. Of. So but, I think, but I think also the novelty song as it came to be understood in Chalk Dust, I and mean, we're talking about how these yeah. don't exist anymore. Oh, what about Snooker Loopy? Remind <laughs> me. Chaz and Dave. Okay, was that their first? No, it wasn't their first. No. No. In fact, they're halfway between a novelty they band and, I, I, and I actually really like some of their songs. Yeah. I really like There's No Pleasing That's You. That's a beautiful song. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I remember Tracy McLeod, your, your friend of mine, has been yeah. on this podcast describing them as the English Proclaimers, which I think is a bit strong because the Proclaimers that, are fucking brilliant. Yeah, but I, I do think. get that. Uh, but yes, uh, so possibly they're the half. The Wurzels. No, the Wurzels never went on to do a great, for example, concept album. No. What's their Dark Side of the Moon? <laughs> um, or indeed their Diamond Dogs would like to be a more obvious example. Yeah, I think that's That's right. the point, is that the person who did Laughing Gnome... No, but I think Jazz and Dave aren't just a novelty yeah. band. No, no, I agree the, the person who did Laughing Gnome went on to do Diamond Dogs. They went on yeah. to do Low. So, yeah, we're looking at the Wurzels not doing albums like that. If, if, it's, <laughs> it, it, by the way, even though we know Would that... Would it be amazing? It's amazing when you think about it. If the bloke from the Wurzels... Yeah. Having done uh, I've Got a Com- Brand New Combine yeah. Harvester, uh, and I'll give you the key, mm. it's done really well. Mm. And then he's gone in. I can't do the voice, obviously. I mm. can't do a West Country accent. I'd like to do it. Okay. But he's gone to see the record company head, yeah. and he said, look, can you do it? 
because I can't like, do that. Hello there, yeah, Mr. Yeah, hello yeah. there, David. Yeah, uh, I've, we've done that. I'm, I Am can't I just do saying what you're doing? <laughs> yeah. We've done that. I th- I'm hoping you're just going to go with I it. Think, okay, I'll explain it to you I, and then I, I, you can play I, I, it. I can, do, can, do, I can do a passable West Country accent, but you're making it sound like it's really good that you're feeding the lines <laughs> well, of it. It's I'll not explain like, it, okay. because I can't do the accent. Okay. You'll have to play the guy from okay. the Wurzels. You're coming in and you're saying, we've done that, and he said, me, the West Country brilliant, can you do another one like that? And he's saying, no, actually, what I want to do next is, and then what you have to do then is imagine is ad lib some really complicated serious work of art right okay so we try it yeah okay knock 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 hello david oh, hello keith wurzel lovely to uh, see you i'm so pleased with the success of... i've parked my combine harvester out the back oh <laughs> yeah. that's all right yeah no, that's funny i'm that's only funny. joking that's funny that you've done that and also great because the brand of you yeah. being a silly farmer like right. man who's got right. a combine harvester keep that going yeah. we love that here at Polydor. And of course, I just remembered, yeah. is this West Country? That's good. Yeah. That you've really enjoyed, uh, I am a cider drinker. Oh, I love I'm a <laughs> cider. That's brilliant. I'm a cider drinker, yeah. cider, yeah. combine harvesters, <laughs> and also your silly clothes. And also, I think one of you actually chews on a big load of straw in the that's background right. whenever we're, uh, you do your yeah. accordion that's, stuff. You know what we might do for tarpin. the next one? Is you might have some Morris dancers behind you. Well, it's that? funny you talk about that yeah. as I... Go slightly Norfolk. <laughs> That's all right. We were thinking about a bit of a departure. Oh, really? What? Kind of maybe having some <laughs> wenches or, uh, I don't know, some animals with you no, on the next one. Sheep. No. Have you listened to uh, <laughs> 2112? Is it out yet? I rushed. Is, rush. <laughs> Is it out yet? I can't remember. <laughs> Okay, interesting choice. I thought you were going to go Bowie, but no, you've gone for Rush. Uh, oh, yes, what, that very, very long, complicated, uh, heavy metal progressive rock album by Canadian band Rush. And so, uh, yeah, no, I've, I've heard are that you, album. Furthermore, yeah. are you familiar with the work of Emerson, Lake and Park? <laughs> yes, oh, God, yes. So I, you mean Brain Salad Surgery and their version of Fanfare for the Common Man? Marvellous, marvellous. Can, can I suggest a line? Yes. I think what you said is, but what's all this got to do with okay. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, I was just, good line. I was just enjoying showing off that I know all these bands. But let's just put them to one side for a minute. Let's talk about what the Wurzels are going to do now. What's that got to do with? Because I think probably you're going to come up with something very, very West Country and funny, and involving boots with uh, straw in them. We want to do a conception <laughs> album. <laughs> okay. About is the concept farming. The concept, tangentially, <laughs> the concept is farming's got out of control with the use of pesticides <laughs> right. and other sprays and hormones <laughs> right. and created a master race of <laughs> alien peopleoids. <laughs> peopleoids? What the fuck is that? <laughs> what kind of word is that? Who is have that come, some kind of seed? Who have created a superpower based on the hum of the earth. <laughs> the, <laughs> And we want to do it over three albums. Yeah. Called. What are you calling it? Um, it's a triple album. It's triple album. Gatefold sleeve. Yes. Uh, <laughs> do, you know that? do you know that? I don't mean like a gate like in the country <laughs> with like a, a sign on it. That's saying... our one concession. We can look like a gate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's called Animal Farm. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you stuck you need with to the get bit the rights of the farming. For that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm glad you stuck with a little bit. It, okay, so so I'm wondering this might be a bit alienating to your um, fans. Shall I give you the first line or two? Yes. I I'm... think this will change your mind. <laughs> okay. 
and in the day. That's the last few corpses. Right. That's how, that's, how, that's how it would go. Yeah, we should stop it there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.